Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Sometimes these practice areas are, are and there's a lot of people doing what you're doing. It's hard. a small percentage of attorneys that are eligible to take the baton bar. has not been as active as it normally used to be. So one, it was funny. Yesterday I was recruiting, I was recruiting recruiters to come work in our firm. And it's something I don't do a lot. I should do more of it because, but anyway, I was recruiting recruiters and I texted this one recruiter who was also, most of the time when I recruit recruiters, I just look up people at a recruiting firm and then I type their name into the BCG database and they've applied it sometime because we have a lot of applicants. And so then I start texting them instead of calling them or emailing them. And so I texted this one recruiter and she had been working at, I don't know, Axiom or some sort of other recruiting firm for five or six years. But before that, she'd been working for, I don't know, five or six years as a family law attorney. So I texted her and she said, no, I'm not interested in jobs. I'm a recruiter. And, and when I called her, she said that the reason she said that is she'd been, she'd been approached by four or five people, like trying to get her to go back and work as a family law attorney recruiting her. So it's very funny that sometimes these practice areas are, are become very much in demand and you just, you wouldn't expect it, but even someone that has literally walked away from the profession and done something completely different is suddenly um, being recruited. It's very funny. And so if you're in the right practice area, sometimes and the market's right, it can make a difference. So this is about litigators. There's, it's, litigators are almost always in demand. It might not be at the largest firms, but there's smaller firms that have work. There's people that will hire them. There's tons of litigators that are always available at all times. Now, it doesn't mean you can relocate, you can work as a litigator in the largest law firms, but it does mean that most litigators, if you look hard enough in whatever market you're in, you can find a job usually there's, because there's typically in in every city, is there's litigators probably in every street. So it's a very, uh, it's not the most competitive practice area when you're relocating, moving, but moving within your own market. But if you want to relocate to different markets, it can be very difficult unless you're very specialized. Um, I've noticed with litigators that it can be difficult in a lot of circumstances. There's When I talk about practice areas, it's important to understand how they work in different economies uh, because the work, the economy goes through contractions and expansions. And right now it's in a contraction. There's been a lot of news stories lately about starting salaries, decreasing some businesses that hired people at a starting salary of $50,000 are now hiring people to starting salary of $30,000 because they're finding applicants. People that went to school for certain disciplines are no longer getting interviews. It just depends. But the nice thing about um, litigation and it's interesting. So the corporate becomes impossible in bad economies. But what happens in bad economies is very interesting is when the economy kind of cools, what starts happening is a lot of a lot of work starts coming into law firms because uh, people are mad and they're looking for money from transactions that went poorly and, and all sorts of things. And so that is how that tends to work when there's a, a bad economy is that the, actually the litigation off, especially commercial litigation will pick up uh, sometimes even personal injury litigation then insurance defense and all these things pick up and, and litigators. What's nice about being a litigator is it's actually often you can actually be often more marketable in a good economy than you would be in a bad economy than you'd be in a good economy. So I've literally seen firms, you know, that what you read a story, an announcement about how 
you know, they're laying off 40 corporate attorneys and in one day, and then in the same day, they're like, that they're letting people go, they're interviewing and hiring litigators, which is funny. But relocating for a litigator can be a little bit difficult. And the, the best litigators, meaning a lot of times in litigation, it can be very competitive with the large law firms, especially the firms are looking for things that show that the person might be have the skills of a litigator. They want them to be a writer, they want them to negotiate, um, they need to be advocates. And, and these are skills uh, certainly that are natural and they can't test. So what they tend to look at, they tend to look at, especially the large law firms, they're interested in, in things like having been on law review, then many times federal district court clerkships, but even more than federal district, they like circuit court clerkships at the best firms. The top law school is important, but then things that they don't even look at really that much for corporate attorneys, for whatever reason, for litigators, they're looking at class rank, order the coif, like all this stuff that uh, tends to matter more for litigators. And honestly, I think I think that's because they're I don't know, but this how it works with litigators. Maybe it's because it's the only measure that, I mean, it's just more important. It matters when someone's three or four years out if they get interviews. So it's just important. And and a lot of times, especially if you're relocating to a different market, they're measuring you on all this stuff that wouldn't really be as measured and concerned about in a transactional practice area. It's just, I'm not really sure you know why that is uh but it, it and the large law firms is more emphasized now that's just for i'm talking mainly about commercial litigation and obviously there's tons of different types of litigation where that doesn't matter real estate litigation different just tons of types of litigation you can look at bcg and see all the different types of litigation appellate litigation would be one of these but again for major commercial litigation firms it tends to be emphasized and and all these things are important, the law school, the big firms. And and this is if only if you want to work at the biggest firms. It's just, it's much more competitive. If you're working at a large law firm in Dallas, which is a great market at a top firm there, and you want to relocate to Miami, I don't know, you know, that they're going to have them, they're, they're really going to be, uh, the Miami firms are going to look very closely at the stuff. It's a large firm doing commercial litigation. The reason I bring up commercial litigation is because that's where most of the positions are for litigators, then it's just more important for litigators and other types of attorneys. This is only for the largest law firms, for the smallest law firms and mid-level law firms and law firms that don't pay market rates. It's often could be not that difficult. And you go down this, this these different prestige levels, which I'll talk a little bit about if anybody has questions during the Q&A. But um, the idea is for the prestige levels is the very most prestigious firms are going to be very difficult to relocate with, even as long as you have the best have the best qualifications, and then the smaller firms less. And and uh, and it's just it's all about supply and demand. It, you have to be smart, by the way. And this is just this is for if you're a law student. This is for if you're currently practicing. You're young. This is if you're trying to figure out what you can do to to sell different types of to sell your experience to different types it's or to develop business as an attorney do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job we do and one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired but how do you find openings like that for starters you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, 
the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Anytime you go into something where there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of people doing what you're doing, it's harder to get business, it's harder to get jobs, it's harder to all those things. Like an example would be a risk in executive compensation attorneys, completely marketable senior at the senior level, market at the junior level, able to get paid a lot of money, easy to get, easier to get business. Like there's certain practice areas that if you go into, you're just very well suited because not a lot of people are doing them. And, and so you can, you can get into major firms. I've seen people like when doing ERISA that are working at the top law firms, prestige, like top 20 prestige level law firms in the country that went to fourth tier law schools. And it's, they get those jobs because they're able to develop huge books of business. There's not a lot of people that do them and that sort of thing. So just always remember like from a business standpoint, what are you doing? What is the practice here you're going to and how much competition is there? Taxes and other issues you want. I hate to keep bringing up these practice areas because I want to, I want everyone to get to the more points here, but this is very important. Like taxes is another one where there's not a lot of positions in large law firms, meaning most tax attorneys in large law firms will support transactions. Not all of them but a lot of them will. So there's, and there's a lot of tax attorneys in these giant accounting firms. So that's actually a very difficult practice area, even if you get an LLM and stuff to move into a law firm. So all these things you need to really think through when you're looking for positions, when you're relocating, if you're relocating from Chicago to a place far away, Seattle, and a law firm's hiring you, like they're gonna have to pay your relocation costs. They're gonna have to worry that you may leave. You may have to study for the bar exam if you can't wave in. So they're investing a lot of money in you. And especially if you're a litigator, like why in the world where there's so many litigators where they want to hire you and have to relocate you and all that stuff. So it's just not something they're interested in. And and then with the corporate and some of them are, and we'll do it, but most of them aren't. And then a lot of people are interested in hiring corporate and intellectual property attorneys because are compared to that, because litigators, if you're a patent attorney, for example, and you're admitted to the USPTO, you can pretty much do most patent related work and don't need a license in the, where the firm they want you to have one, but don't need a license. And the other thing just as litigators really need to be licensed in, in order to go to court. And that can take a while. So it's just, it's, it's more difficult. And, and then the other thing is litigators relocate all the time. Then sometimes they're unable to move into the bar uh, or they may get admitted right away and they come close to clients and there's just all sorts of problems. And, and many times litigators don't know the local rules. And so they can take more time getting up to speed. And uh, there's more of a lit, more of a uh, learning curve for litigators than there is for different types of a corporate attorney or transactional attorneys. And so you just have to be aware of all this and your practice area and what you're doing. What's very funny is in Washington, D.C., because it's fairly it's very easy to wave into, everyone tries to go there from all over the country, Chicago and New York and uh, Seattle and Portland. Everyone's trying to go to D.C., and, and so it's very difficult. And most of the jobs in DC are litigation related. So it can become very difficult to get admitted. There's just a lot of stuff here that I'm not going to really, I don't want to take too much time 
on, on all the stuff uh, regarding the bar. Um, just keep in mind that um, we will uh, send, if it hasn't been sent already, I'll, I'll send it during the um, question and answer, but we do, we'll send you a information about uh, bar reciprocity, which is important to understand and, and when you're um, relocating, because it, obviously if it's easy for you to, to move, then it's uh, much easier for the law firm to hire you. Uh, again, corporate attorneys, very marketable during good economies. Uh, I've seen uh, just crazy things happen with uh, corporate attorneys, for example, relocating to uh, various markets and, and and doing very well there. You can often relocate from, if you're a corporate attorney, a corporate partner, you can relocate from different markets. I, I What's interesting about corporate, I, was, I don't know how this fun, but some of the first placements I ever made were corporate partners that were unemployed for one reason or another, and some that had been unemployed for five or more years. Uh, in, in some cases, for just bizarre reasons, one of the guys that was unemployed, had, had, there had he'd been a DC commissioner while a partner in a major law firm. I don't know how that worked, and and then it turned out that he had a wife in both Los Angeles and one in Washington D.C. where he'd been a commissioner. And there were news stories about it. He lost his job and had all sorts of problems. And I was able to get him a job in a major firm in a big market, you know, Bay Area or something, because there was such a demand for people like that. I've had a, lots of examples. I could list probably a hundred of corporate attorneys that are unemployed that have had various issues and problems in their past that when the market picked up, just suddenly were in demand. It's very funny. I'm talking about things that blow your mind, meaning, I don't know about that, but people being investigated for criminal, like all these sorts of things. Uh, the, there's so few corporate attorneys when the market picks up that law firms are really willing to look the other way because they just need people and they figure maybe the person learned his lesson and, and, and it's just very interesting. And there's always markets that are growing. When you hear about different markets in the United States, it could be Boise, Idaho, it could be whatever the market is that's exploding, Montana, I don't know, but there's always these markets that are exploding. There was, I remember when there was this shale stuff going on, I don't know how long ago, but people were con drilling for shale and converting it into oil. And all of a sudden they were, there was, I had all these attorneys getting interviews in North Dakota, like these people like being flown out to North Dakota from all over the country to get interviews as trust in the state's attorneys, as corporate attorneys. So anytime you read about a market that's booming, like they, you might be reading the Wall Street Journal, you're reading some other paper and they're like, oh, this market is, is really on fire and there's all this housing and prices are going up. That also means that there's demand for attorneys. So this is very smart for you to apply there. I remember there's been a couple big boom cycles in Florida, like in Miami, where, you know, they're throwing up all these condominiums and prices are going up and everything. And suddenly real estate attorneys from all over the country are very marketable there when they're not marketable in other markets. It's very interesting that if you watch markets and you watch the news and you see what's going on, a lot of times it'll just it'll be very, it'll be very easy for you uh, to get a position in those markets when you might not have necessarily been able to in, in a normal market. So always read about markets that are busy. Corporate, again, you think about the, the centers of the country where uh, a lot of deals are being done, which are always like New York and the Bay Area. And then smaller deals, of course, are being done in big cities and smaller markets all over the country. This is, let's see what this is about. Yes, a lot of times people will do very specialized work in corporate and, and just a story here. And, and so being more specialized is actually uh, very good. I have some examples. I remember one of my, there was a firm called Brown and Wood that was in the World Trade Center. 
and it's no longer around. I think it moved in, it merged into, I think, Sidley and Austin. This is a couple decades ago or whatever. But I remember they used to be very specialized in this sort of weird type of this weird corporate transactions that very few people did. And so someone could literally spend their career there doing this one type of corporate transaction and do nothing else. And so I remember I had this candidate that was let go from there as like a 12 or 14th year attorney because the firm, the partners and the, the partner in the firm that did the transaction, had, I don't know, had moved on or died or something. And, and so this guy was out of work. And so when I got him, all I had to do was find like the three or four firms in New York that were still doing this. And all three of them with open arms welcomed him and he got offers. And he, at that time, I think had been very discouraged because he, he thought he was, his career was over. So a lot of times being very specialized I can help you. Other times it can hurt you. I'm not saying it's always perfect, but if you have a skill that very few people have, that's and that skill is, is not going to be outlawed or go away or something. You're going you're in very very good shape unless there's some sort of thing that could be abolished with your 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 different different practice areas. So these are just again some stuff about corporate attorneys. I don't want to go too far into it. Corporate can be very funny. They sometimes it just booms in different markets. And the, the demand can, can be demand and not demand. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on patent prosecutors. Uh, I only bring up patent prosecutors just to let everyone know that it's a very interesting practice area. What makes patent prosecutors so uh, unique is that you have to, be, in order to be a patent prosecutor, this is just something for other attorneys to understand. It's important just so you, when you navigate your career, you understand what they're doing, but they typically have to have scientific or mathematical or computer science backgrounds in order to be eligible to take the patent bar. And then once they take the patent bar, which is very difficult, then they're admitted to this federal patent bar or the U.S. Patent Office so they can prosecute and argue patents and so forth which for this organization. But what makes them unique is very few attorneys. Obviously, most people are majoring in English and political science and economics and things to go to law school. Very few attorneys major in this kind of, these kind of scientific things. And because there's very difficult curves in these scientific and mathematical things, most of them don't have good grades, so they don't go to good law schools. So they It takes a long time for them to move up, but they're very in demand. They don't always get jobs, but if they look at enough firms, they're always gonna get a position. There's certain things that are in demand, like electrical engineering, computer science, and physics. Uh, again, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but the idea is being uh, very specialized it's just a very good thing. And and again, there's a small percentage of attorneys that are eligible to take the patent bar. There's even a smaller percentage that take it. And there's even a smaller percentage that are stay doing and get the experience. And so there's just different practice areas you can do. There's over 300 practice areas on BCG. So you can see different types of practice areas. Uh, some of the things that I've noticed are very funny are firms may have something like they'll have a practice area. Like there's practice areas, like there's a lemon law practice area. Lemon law is suing car makers or, or dealerships or something for when a car like keeps breaking down when you buy it. And we were making placements that there weren't a lot of firms around LA doing it. You know, with a starting salary of some of these people, meaning the, the move there was, you would think it'd be like, you know, very low, but it was actually like fifth year attorney making $300,000 a year. Never could have imagined that. So, you know, anytime you're in, a, and there's not a lot of lemon law practice areas attorneys. So we'd search our database and, you know, get only a couple. And so there's just, you know, if you if you have skills that are highly in demand, which I recommend to every attorney, because if you have skills that are highly in demand, it also, it'll mean that there's a lot of, there's a lot of clients. If there's not a lot of attorneys doing the kind of work you are doing, 
then that's going to be helpful. And then if your skills are easily transferable, um, it becomes even easier uh, to move markets. So what are some skills? Trust in the state's attorneys, great market. Do you wanna grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. I've had, I've worked with trust in the state's attorneys before that were looking in their local market and decided to look nationally and got 50 interviews. If you have certain types of practice areas, there's not a lot of people. Trust in the states, by the way, became a very active practice area when COVID happened because a lot of people got very interested in that. It became just completely um, out of control. But if you're in a, a, you know, if you have skills that are in demand where there's a lot of clients, there's not a lot of people doing what you do and you can work and doing the same thing in different markets, it can be very useful. So just think about your practice area. Now, some practice areas can be very difficult and almost alienating but difficult. So some examples might be like where only big firms do that work and big firms will let people go like when they get senior, which I told you earlier, like international arbitration. There's others like in project finance. There's there's just different types of practice areas. Capital markets is probably not so much, but but there's just different practice areas where where you're in very good shape and you should govern your career basically, I would think, based on um, your ability to have a niche product that is in demand. So very smart. If there's not a lot of people doing what you do, and there's not a lot of people that have the skills that you have that are trained in what you do, you can move markets very easily because there's not a lot of people like you. So what are some examples? I'll just give you a few examples. I had made a placement not too long ago of a FDA attorney that had relocated from Washington, D.C. to San Diego for, I, I think, her husband went in the military or something. I don't know what exactly the circumstances were, but but again, she wanted a job in San Diego. There were two firms in San Diego that FDA related work. Both of them basically engaged in a bidding war because there's no attorneys in San Diego that do FDA work. They didn't even have openings. They just needed wanted someone like that. Again, the more specialized you are, a lot of times the better. I certainly recommend that everyone do what they can to be specialized because again, that will help you attract clients. It will help, law firms can't find a lot of people like you. It will give you the ability to relocate uh, to different markets, just all sorts of um, things. So you need to be strategic with your career and how you think about uh, the type of work you're doing or how you market yourself as an attorney. And this is just another piece of advice. And I, I hate giving so much advice here, but I just want to make sure that I'm making you be as marketable as you possibly can. Another piece of advice that I think is very important is if you are a any type of attorney, people will always love to put all sorts of different experience on their resume. They'll say, oh, I did a commercial litigation. Then I also prosecuted a a trademark. And only that I helped out with a real estate transaction and did some work on. So if you put all these different things in your resume, 
it hurts you because law firms and clients, by the way, want specialists. And I, I keep talking about this, and but I, I just keep seeing resumes of people that aren't specialists. Every law firm wants to hire someone that specializes in something. Now, in smaller markets, maybe not. They want because there's not enough specialist work. But most law firms want specialists. In addition to law firms wanting specialists, clients want specialists. If you were, I just if you were accused of murder. You wouldn't want to go see an attorney that did corporate law and, and a little bit of criminal law. That wouldn't make you feel safe and secure. You would want to hire an attorney that was specialized in your practice here. That's just, you'd want to hire a criminal law attorney. You want to hire the best one you could get. So that's just how it works. So these are markets for relocating. I'm just, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on them. Major markets can be good to relocate to if there are not a lot of people in your practice area that are local. And in many times, smaller markets, like a small town in Virginia, it's going to be difficult many times unless you're from that area. And I think the best markets for relocation are typically California, if you have the bar, then the East Coast, Chicago, I, I would say at this point, uh, probably that market has not been as active as it normally used to be. So I would say that in addition, that you might be a little better off things like Texas and and Florida, if you have the bar, and just keeping in mind some of these markets. California is huge. It's one-sixth of the world's economy. There's always a lot of demand for attorneys in California, and that the health of the market can go up and down. But what's interesting is a market like California, there's market like, again, there's markets that are busy like California all around. But if you compare a market like California to Pittsburgh or Detroit and things like that. Those markets, markets, some markets are either growing or a lot of times they're shrinking. So a market like Detroit, where I had issues getting a position, used to be a very big market with a lot of opportunity. And the, the auto industry used to be the equivalent of what the technology industry is now is where all the opportunity was. And so it was a very vibrant legal market. Uh, but then obviously with the decline of manufacturing, automation of manufacturing and so forth, and then that market started going downhill and markets where a lot of technological innovation stuff was happening, which would be California and so forth, started taking off. And New York has traditionally been the center of finance. So that's all. So there's just a lot of um, things going on in different legal markets. But you want it when you think about legal markets where you want to work, you definitely want to think about markets that are expanding rather than contracting. Because if a market's contracting, everyone's going to be fighting for work. It's like a race to the bottom. You're, you're, you, why would you want to participate in that? Uh, unless you had some sort of practice area uh, that would help you, uh, like bankruptcy or in, in a race to the bottom uh, market. So think about the markets you want to work in and stay in because those markets uh, will determine your success or failure as in, in the market. California, very much in demand. Palo Alto, extremely, always extremely active, especially for corporate and technology. And again, the markets that are expanding are great. Again, the Bay Area, just all these law firms on Sand Hill Road and stuff, everybody wanted to be there because there was opportunities. You go, you should go and you should try to participate in markets where there's opportunities. And I can't really stress that enough. Going to markets where there's a demand for people like you is very good. And in markets where a lot of the people that are hired aren't from that market is also very smart. Trying to find markets where there's a lot of activity versus the opposite is really a good thing. And I'm not going to talk too much about these markets, but when you move to some of the markets, you do need to keep and depending on how much money you make, you should uh, think about things like taxes. So the taxes in California, there's eight and a half percent income tax. 
Uh, there's no taxes in Florida or Texas. There's lots of taxes in New York City. There's so the, the the you need to think about that. You need to think about the cost of living, whether or not you can buy a house, like the commutes, all these sorts of things are important uh, to think about and when you're moving to markets. And so these are a lot of the stuff I've gone through. I don't want to waste uh, too much of everyone's time before the Q&A, but this is just about California and the, the kind of the demand there for attorneys and, and talking about New York and and then just these different markets. The, the big markets, just so you understand, get very bad uh, during market slowdowns. The reason for that is because there are so many people in those markets competing for the same jobs. So just imagine if there's eight, let's say 8,000 jobs, this is a high number, let's say 2,000 jobs for corporate attorneys in New York, but there's 8,000 people looking for work. That's obviously not a good situation for you because you're competing with, for every job you're competing with four people. And that's what happens when those markets slow down. And but certain markets are, you can be transient, meaning you just come there from anywhere and no one cares. That's a good example. New York and greater St. Now, Miami, Texas, California are relocation type markets. And you should think about that in terms of transients, the, the ability to work in different markets. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. Bye.